Thank you for joining us at Impact Your Business, Impact Your Life. Throughout these videos, we are going to be interviewing successful business owners, real estate professionals, and all-around amazing people. We're excited that you're joining us. Please take a look, please like, please subscribe, and we look forward to bringing you some great content. All right, guys, thanks for joining uh, Impact Your Business, Impact Your Life YouTube channel and video. Um, today, we have Nathan Brooks. Um, I know a lot of you probably do know him. Um, if you're part of the Bridge investment page on Facebook, there's how many are there now, Nathan? 12, 13,000? Just shy of 13,000, yep. 13,000. So Nathan kind of runs that, created that. Um, and we'll dive into some of that, some of his real estate background, um, and also some new things that coming out as well which would be really interesting at the end so nathan to start thanks for joining and um tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah let's go from there yeah of course yeah thanks for having me uh, i'm real estate investor based out of kansas city area and um i'm a kansas city native it was fun uh, having the nfl draft here too and and uh just all the excitement around our city has been pretty cool so but um I, I'm I'm a real estate investor. I also made my living actually as a musician back in the day. So, um, I'm a I'm a I, I'm always after that being a Renaissance man kind of thing. And how can I best uh, be great in every area of of my life or the things that I'm interested in? So, um, but yeah, I have I have um, I'm doing developments. Uh, we have a, a pretty large Airbnb portfolio and a and a mainly new construction build to rent uh, portfolio. And uh, we have a group like you talked about, Bridge uh, Real Estate Investing Meetup, and uh, we just wrote. A, I just wrote a book in January, so that's pretty cool. And I have a lending uh, platform that we just launched as well to help uh, professional investors all over the U.S. So just a few things going on. Just a little bit, just a little bit. So yeah. let's start at the the beginning part then. So you said you was a musician, um, and I'll be learning some of this as we go as well. We, I know we've had a little bit of conversation, but. Sure. Have you ever had a, a job or has it always been entrepreneurial, musician into investing? What's that background? Oh, that's hilarious. So um, I have had, so in the high school and college, I def, I worked at Best Buy and learned lots of, uh, that. I tell you what, Best Buy, at least back in the day, was a sales training machine. Gotcha. And um, me and a call, me and a high school and then college roommate buddy uh, and I would you know like we compete against like we worked in the appliance department which of course like every 17 year old guy wants to no <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh but I tell you what they they were brilliant I didn't realize at a time but they were brilliant at, at training and sales and training and role playing and those kind of things and um and then I I bartended and ran bars and 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 uh, was a waiter in, in high school and college as well, and made great money and you know learning and connecting with people. So and I had some odds and jobs. And then I actually you know I was um, as a professional musician. I I gave you know piano lessons. I played live. I I was in studio. And then I actually worked in the church world as well. So I I was um, worship leader at at a couple of different churches, including uh, church of resurrection here in Kansas city. Um, so yeah, I had, I had several, several kind of jobs, which is, yeah, uh, yeah that's a good question. I don't think I've asked, been asked that. One. <laughs> I feel like a lot of bartenders and service 
always get into real estate and they seem to do really well like that and teachers those guys and teachers are like just yep. crush it so with your investing side did you always have that bug did you fall into a deal and it just kind of happened like how did that start I had the entrepreneurial spirit, but I didn't necessarily have real estate as the thing that I was really obsessed about. Um, I, I heard about, you know, rich dad, poor dad in, in reading that and got, you know, bigger pockets when it really started coming out. And so I, I just started, you know, obsessing about the information and learning and, and uh, I overheard a guy talking about real estate at a restaurant and like any good uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial minded person, I literally go over and um, chat him up and two or three weeks later, I'm literally in business with this person. Um, it did not go well. <laughs> I don't suggest other people doing that. Uh, don't go find somebody and go just, you know, get in business with them. But that's what I did. And um and it didn't go any better after that either. Um, so those couple jobs, he stopped, you know, he was the construction expert and he stopped showing up to, to the job and kept showing up every Friday to get, you know, get paid. And, um, and then I somehow managed to buy a handful of more houses and, um, eventually in, in, uh, 2009, uh, we had a, a lot of things go wrong. A lot of things uh, just kind of come together. And at that time, the market was awful. Um, There's a lot of things that were crumbling and and uh, we went through bankruptcy in that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it absolutely sucked. And uh, absolutely, you know, it was a torturous experience, but it also reminded me what I don't want to go back through either. And yeah. um, so we chose to, chose to get back after it. And uh- and, and I feel like this would be something that we'll definitely come back to because I feel like that happens and a lot of people would be like, I am done with the real estate world. I've known people that own one rental, evicted a tenant, like I'm never doing rentals again. It's terrible, all these things. Sure. So before we come back to that, let's give everyone, if you don't mind sharing, what does your portfolio look like? I know you touched on some of it, but how many units do you own? How many are you build in? What, what does it look like on the grand scheme of things? Sure. So we, from 2015 to 2021-ish, we we flipped about 700 houses. Um, so buying them, renovating them, selling them. Um, I've completed now two multi-million dollar developments that we've exited on. Um, uh, well, one we're in the process of selling, one we've already sold. Um, and we've built probably a hundred houses, give or take. I own... Uh, I don't know, just shy of 20 Airbnbs. And we have another 30 or 40 um, new construction doors. So I don't have a huge portfolio, but we're in the process of adding, um, you know, well, I'll give an example. So we added four Airbnbs last year that um, will gross just shy of 400,000 uh, annually. So, you know, I, I have, I've, not just been about like buying more units, but buying the right units and being more strategic uh, with the ones that I buy and the and the ones that I hold that um, I don't want to just, I mean, it's great wealth building regardless, um, but I really wanted to make sure I use that 80-20 lever to not just buy another unit. And and I have, I've sold off quite a few, um, probably 50 over the last 18 months and um, really just kind of culling the, the group and, and getting the best ones and the best performers. And, and then, um, 
you know, as we acquire more and build more, we're actually building 24 duplex units right now as well. Um, so we're, we're always adding, but um, we're being more strategic. And are those ones that you're building, are they here in Kansas City? Are they out of the state? Um, those are out of the state. They're actually in Texas. Um, we built and held quite a few here in, in town as well in Kansas City. Um, and we're actually looking at other markets too. So we, we don't just, we're not just focused here, but um, certainly where the roots are and where the you know, team and relationships and so forth. And so that's, you know, we've really just focused on where are we good at? What, what are we good at? Where are we good at operating? And also um, we raised a fund a couple of years ago. And um, so we, we have a little over $4 million in our, in our fund. So it's a 506C, it's a credit investor fund. And, and um, so that's really been awesome, both for the folks that we worked with who wanted to invest as well as, you know, deploying that capital and helping um, do bigger deals. Because when you have, you know, a little bit larger amount of capital, then you can get in and out of bigger deals more yeah. easily. And, and so, and I may be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like when you first started this, it wasn't like you just had a ton of money from family that was given to you, you had millions of dollars and it was easy. Cause I mean, you've got a lot of properties, you've got a lot going on. So if no. we bring it all the way back to the start, like when you funded your first deal, your first three to five deals, how did you do that? Was it partnerships? Did you just save and put 20% down, 30% down? Like, how did you do those first couple? Sure. And I, to be very clear, there was none of that zero family money or anything like that. Um, so I, I don't ever use the word self-made because I don't think we're self-made. I think we, you know, we, our community helps us and our mentors and our friends and our lessons and all those things um, help make us. But um, I, yeah, it was relationships. It was uh, private money lending. It was saving some, but I never did like the traditional 20, 30% down. Uh, even to this day, I really try not to do that. Um, even in my personal residence, you know, we, we put, you know, 30% down or whatever we did when we bought it, but we still bought it at add value and we still bought it in, in a good, you know, at a good, good price, good deal. And um, so I think the more, creative we can be as well as embracing relationally uh it's it amazes me when we we find people who are not understanding that this is a relationship business and the money is just a tool it's not the end goal it, it's just not and i know plenty of people who have lots of money who are miserable and i know lots of people who do not have tons of money who are beautiful and kind and loving and happy in their life. And so, you know, I'd like to have both. I'd like to use money as a, a beautiful tool for my life and for other people and um, use it as a blessing to, you know, live in a way that I want to. And, and, uh, and I think most people don't realize, or at least they don't quantify what it is, but it's really the time freedom that people seek. It's the money, you know, Tim Ferriss wrote a great book. Um, it's on my desk over here, four hour work week. And I, it's been a while since I've read the book, but I, I'm still inspired by it. But he talks about like, there's so many people who like, oh, I wanted the Ferrari or I want the, you know, fancy car, uh, house or whatever. And it's like, dude, go rent it for a weekend and go enjoy driving it, uh, or go on, on an amazing vacation and go have fun. Uh, like these things, we can set it up and have those experiences in life, which, which actually don't cost as much, but it's the time that we wanted 
Um, so anyway, that I'll get off the tangent now. No, I like it. And, and let's keep in that kind of frame of mind. So I know you mentioned a little bit earlier about mentors, things like that. What does that look like for you? Do you have current coaches? Because I know you coach as well, but do you have mentors and coaches today? Who were some of your mentors and coaches in the past? What, what does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So I, uh, not this year, but I mean, there've been years I've literally spent six figures just on coaches and masterminds and mentors and stuff. No joke. And, um, you know, this year I'll probably still spend, you know, 50, 60, 70 grand on between a couple of different coaches. So I'm always seeking that knowledge and understanding and experience. And to be clear, you don't need to go spend that much money. It's just, it's what I spent and what I'm investing in. Um, but I think it's critical to have coaches and mentors and people in your life who, um, you are, you're clear with, you have open and honest and, and like real dialogue. And, uh, so the coaching and mentoring was huge for me and I wouldn't have the business I have. I wouldn't have the network I have. I wouldn't have the opportunities I have, um, the deals I do, the money we raised, the, the platform. I mean, none of those things without working with other people who helped and, you know, it's, it's amazing to me, um, both as a coach, as well as a student. And actually in our, in our live events, and, uh, I'm excited. We're finally re relaunching live events, but, um, it's, if you're, if you're listening, it's in Kansas city to be clear. So, uh, it's not vague, but, um, I always talked about this, which is you, you're always a student and a teacher and it, and if we take the responsibility, like, oh, I don't know what I could give. It's like, no, 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 no. Yes, you can. And yes, you can. And you have, you not only uh, do you have something to give, but we feel better and, and fulfilled as people when we do it. And uh, there's a great book called Go-Giver by Bob Berg. And he talks about this, where it, this character who would be seemingly like the guy that you know, he doesn't need to help anybody. He has all the money in the world. He's got the huge business. He blah, 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 right? Everything, everything is rosy. And that's the guy that goes out and helps in a way that is transformative and changes somebody else's life. And everybody can do that. And then we level each other up and we empower each other. And, and then the more clear we are of having that, those, those conversations and those uh, relationships, then the more clear we can be to focus on what we want to. And from what you're talking and how, how you're talking, sorry, I assume the people that you surround yourself with, you really protect that pretty hard. Just the way you're talking, it makes me feel like you're not just letting anyone into your world right now. No, I'm not. And actually it's funny. I had a call this morning and uh, we were talking about that and um, I'm super protective of my circle and of my relationships and, and not like in a, and I'm better than anybody sense, but you know, if you think about like cultivating a garden, like you see some of these amazing places in this, you know, beautiful cultivated garden or whatever, and think about the time, the thought of like the vision of what you wanted to create. And then the cultivation of that thing and weeding the garden and making it clean and beautiful and watering it. And, um, I mean, it takes a lot of time. And, uh, and of course, there's not really necessarily trust in a garden, but you know, there's trust in relationships and, and to build trust and have that, that trust. And, um, and if, if people are listening, they don't have that, 
like, well, I don't know how I would do that. Well, you have to be first, it's going to sound crazy, but we, we love ourselves and we bring our whole authentic self to, to every interaction and every relationship. Um, and it doesn't mean we have to tell everybody everything or whatever, but if you want something that's an incredible relationship and incredible, um, you know, mentors and, and, um, coaches, and we have to bring our whole self. And, uh, and I think that's something that people are, it's, it just amazes me, um, that we wonder why as a society, we, we miss this connection, but we don't bring ourself and, um, it makes all the difference. And are you purposeful nowadays? Like, how are you going out and finding people? Cause I'm, I'm sure your circle grows and grows as you do more things. Does it happen by chance or are you intentional knowing like, I need to find that person that's in the, the health industry, the investing industry. Are you intentional when you do that? Or it just kind of, it falls on your lap and falls in place. I think it's some both. Uh, so it's like being in the right rooms, uh, being in the right places, cultivating the right um, connections. And also like with our group too, like as our, as the Facebook has group has continued to grow. It's like, well, Hey, these people are already in here. We, we already have this person or in the mastermind I'm in. I mean, they have people from all kinds of different places, whether it's marketing and sales or technology or health or travel or real estate coaches, like the, the biggest people you can imagine who have already, you know, been there, done that, uh, are there. And so like, when I think about in my network, uh, so I have this concept that I call it a million dollar call. And uh, I try to have a million dollar call a week. And that means it's it's an opportunity that could be a relationship, a business opportunity, an idea, um, a business itself, um, a relationship. I'm not sure if I said that already. Like any of those things and not in like a selfish way, just like, Hey, you know, Josh, let's connect. What's going on? How, uh, what's going on in your world? What do you do? And, uh, as these things happen, it's like, you might not have a place for that, for that person, even in your life right now, but you made a connection and you might not have an opportunity to work with them right now, but you just made a relationship. And if we take that approach in life, uh, I can't tell you you know, I've had multiple calls this week that or I had a text this morning uh, from a from a friend who's who's a longtime relationship, probably almost 10 years ago. And it's literally like, hey, do you want to come into a deal? Um, it's a development deal. You need to raise five million bucks and it's worth eight and a half million. Um, you know, who wants that deal? <laughs> I would imagine probably a lot of people. You can almost double well, the your one money, right? Cool that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is I mean over you know three and a half million dollars in, in that deal. So I think it, it and that showed up, and that's one of just a couple. You know this this morning since I woke up, and so, but then we also have to be able to deliver. <laughs> and so when someone comes to you and they're like, "Well, hey, this is the thing I want to do," it's like, "Okay, cool." Uh, can you deliver? Do you have the skills, resources, knowledge, tools to actually deliver? And then you can say, okay, well, I don't. Who do I know? Who did I have those million dollar calls with? Who have I done other business with? Um, where can I bring value in the relationship? Even if I don't get paid, even if I don't have any of that, you know, uh, that money piece, but I bring something in a relationship, it always, 
always comes back. We just want to take a second and thank our partners with this episode. The Edie Waters Network, powered by Lucido Global. We're here for all your real estate needs. Um, if you're looking to buy or sell, please reach out to us. Um, also, if you're looking to maybe join a real estate company, talk about your options, we'd also love to chat. Our second partner is Integrity First Properties. We are a property management company here in the Kansas City Metro, and we would love to service you and your clients' property management needs. Finally, we'd like to thank Integrity First Mortgages. If you are looking for a new home loan, looking to refinance, Integrity First Mortgages would love to chat with you. Thanks, and get back to the episode. How do you balance everything? Because, I mean, you've got all this going on. You've got the family, you've got the business. I mean, how do you maintain good health? How do you maintain the relationship? How, how are you doing all of this? That's a great question. So, um, you know, I, I'm not perfect. Uh, I don't always have balance. I'm not, I'm not so sure there's even life balance. I, I, I'm not sure that's true. Uh, it's something that I've, I go back and forth with, uh, but I train martial arts regularly. So, you know, I trained jujitsu yesterday. I'm, I'm in the gym. Uh, even if I'm traveling, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking uh, supplements. I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. I don't drink caffeine. I have greatly reduced the alcohol. You know, I, I'm crazy about tracking my sleep. Um, so all those things, I, you know, if I'm, if I slept well and I ate well, and I'm, um, you know, worked out, working out, I am a much better human. And then, you know, I, I have daily rituals and there's another great book called, um, atomic habits and talks about habit stacking. Right. And, and I habit stack my morning when it's like, okay, well, I'm going to come down. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to, you know, jump in the shower. I'm going to turn music on and I'm going to light a candle and I'm going to have a, a moment of gratitude. And literally every day, um, I used to do it in a journal, but you know, every day I write gratitude and focus. It's right there. Gratitude and focus. What, what am I doing? And Josh, there's your name right there, boss. Um, <laughs> uh, every day. And I have a huge four by eight whiteboard that you can't see from here, but it's, it's broken out into the various businesses and the various things that we're working on. And so, um, I have clear, you know, targets that are laid out here on the board. And then here's the other secret. Uh, and I keep dropping book names, but, um, there's a great book called who not how, and, when we start the who not how it, it talks about uh, us looking at like who are the people that we need to help us do the things that we're not as good at, or we don't want to do, or um, you know, whatever that might be. And so I, I've really thought long and long and hard about this. Who is the who missing? And you know, in my business life, and it's funny because I, I, I'm really thoughtful and think about um, like posts and stuff on social media. And I was actually literally working on this today. So it's funny. Um, I am thinking about actually here, I'll just, I'll just read this to you because I haven't posted yet, but I was still working on it. Um, but it's funny. Uh, I wrote and send it to myself. Every time I get out of the way in my own life and give space for the right people to lead, I experience more fulfillment and success and also get to empower and support other amazing people living in their own power and gifts. So I literally, that's what I was working on. Um, because it's true. Like 
so how do I have that much going on? Well, there's lots of other amazing people who are helping. Mm -hmm. And I don't pretend to try to take ownership that I'm somehow the one doing all those things. I, I get to just say, I bring authentically myself. And if it's either a hell yes or a no, if I'm doing it and, and I'm, I'm not perfect at that still, but I'm getting better. And even when I like, I, I tiptoed into something and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be, no, this is not going to be good. You know, like rip the bandaid off, get back out, like stop doing that because, uh, and it's okay. Right. Like we all, I think we all want to have this beautiful life and, and, and it's okay. We, we can go after that and, Mm -hmm. uh, and not let our ego in the way to, to say that, I'm the one that's, you know, should be doing all these things, or I'm the one that should be, have my name on the building or my name with CEO behind it. And, uh, more and more and more, I care less about that. And I care more about who is around me and who's working on things and, and how we're being successful together and how we're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so I heard when we was at a conference recently and it was a sports agent and she said, what she noticed between the good athletes and the ones that are super successful was the super successful ones recovered the quickest when things went wrong. So mm-hmm. I know you said you've got all these habits that you stack and all these great things. Obviously things go wrong. You, you know, you talk about the bankruptcy, things like that. How do you, when you have weeks or days or even months where you're like, Man, this is a slug fest. How am I going to get through? How do you recover quick? How do you get back onto being positive? Because we all have those times where we're like, I hate life right now. I want to go get another job. How do you recover? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I'm not immune to that. So let's be clear. You know, end of last year, it sucked. We we were really getting our teeth kicked uh in with in our um in our construction business as things were slowing down. And um, you know, I, I've chosen these moments when I'm at my best to be reflective of what the feeling is and, and am I like, am I enjoying this and, and, and having fulfillment when I'm doing, or am I doing this for some other reason? And is the suffering caused from not being in alignment with the thing that I'm, I should be doing. And I think a lot of times the answer is yes. And so if we're, if we give ourselves that, uh, that, gut check in, in that, like, be real with Nathan conversation. Like, uh, why are you acting like this? Like, why are you in a bad mood? Why are you being negative? Uh, why are you having a, uh, um, and I'm not a negative person and that does not happen very often, but it's, you know, any time is not, not good. So I, I like meditation as an opportunity to, uh, center and think and, and reflect. And of course, I'm sure people hear that and like, it sounds either woo woo or like, I can't sit there quiet for 10 minutes or whatever. And believe me, I, in the, in the category of like good meditators, I'm definitely not up there. It's not true. Uh, But I find it to be empowering to think about like, what is going on up there? Why is my brain circling all these things? And then I get to say, all right, well, what goes on the focus? Well, what keeps lighting me on fire? There's my answer. If I don't go after it, I'm not going to solve it. 
And when we put off making difficult decisions, we put off having difficult conversations, we put off making the choices that don't, they're like, oh, it's so scary. Uh, that's exactly where you're, you have to be. And then you go back to that network and those community of people that you have around you to help talk through it. Because sometimes you just got to talk about it and get it off your chest, go to the gym, you know, go meet with a friend and, and, and have, you know, have a good experience and, and put yourself back in a, in a state that is positive and not in that fight or flight, not in that negativity. And you can, you can do a much better job of answering questions, making decisions and moving forward. So for the things that you're saying, I mean, it sounds like a couple of things, the network that you have is super powerful and just that clarity of what you're looking to do. I mean, if you have those two things pretty scoped in, you're, you're going to be in a good spot like that. I like that. So switching gears a little bit, let's talk about three things. Let's talk about bridge. Let's talk about the investment arm and let's talk about that book. So let's start with bridge first. So why did you create it? What is the reason behind it? And tell us a little bit about it for people that don't know. Sure. So um, bridge real estate investing meetup. Um, we're toying with a name change on there to make it even more clear on building wealth and, and that sort of thing. So it's the first time I said that publicly, but um, it's, it is a group that four years ago, my coach Gary said, those who educate their market, dominate their market. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, and I have a totally different feeling about dominating your market at this point too. But um, I just, I was like, whoops, I, uh, Richard Branson says, you know, screw it, let's do it. And uh, that's what I did. So in a you know short period of time, we had you know, a thousand and then 2000 and, and so on. And, uh, we launched our first live event, had 92 people show up and, um, pretty quickly became the largest, you know, net live networking event in Kansas city. Um, and with the relaunch of the live, well, during COVID, it just, it kind of killed everything. And it also helped me come back and think about it, which was, I, I did it to help. I wanted to help people. I wanted to connect in the community. I wanted to inspire people to do real estate. And, you know, as I'm sure anybody can imagine, you have 13,000 people who have their own problems and their own things or beefs or whatever, you know, and um, it became really a huge pain uh, for me. And, and uh, I got to the place where I was like, okay, uh, I'm either burning this thing down, Josh, and I'm literally hitting the delete button. And I mean, actually gone like goodbye, or I'm professionalizing it, monetizing it and bringing in people who can help. And, uh, does that sound like a familiar, uh, thing today? Right. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a group for people to help, um, you know, find investors, find deals, fund deals, get help, whatever. And so we're in the process now of, of having um, some coaching tracks for people. So thinking about business owners, realtors, and in, investors. And then um, we're bringing some really cool resources as far as people to do business checks and, and make sure that they like they have their entities in order and they actually have their um the the legal legal stuff on the back end that like it's not a big deal until it is um is handled and um in some different relationships that we can bring in revenue from and and uh, we actually just announced today that we uh we just hired a new moderator 
Um, so we have Jason, our community director, and we have Kate, our community moderator. So um, we're 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 on the on the path now to to really take it to the next level. And tell us a quick bit about the live event coming up, the day, what's going to be happening there. Yep. So that's May 11th. It's in Kansas City, uh, PlexPod Lenexa, which is 10,000 Marshall Drive. I don't know why I still remember that. Um, so PlexPod Lenexa starts at networking, starts at five, uh, and the live speakers and event starts at six. It's um, a great way to connect. And we'll, we already have, um, nearly 120 marked going and 300 interested. We'll have probably 150, 170, I don't know, 200. It's it's possible we break 200, which we we haven't yet, but we will. It's yep. going to happen. And um, so there's, there's also um, ne- networking, like vendor tables available there too. So if people want to, you know, as a business show up and talk about their business and network, um, that's an opportunity as well. So it's going to be awesome. Look forward to it. Look forward to it. And so- Let's talk about the investment piece. So this is a new thing coming out. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that one of the conversations I was having was uh, with some of the the private money folks in the group, and I was talking to uh, one of my favorite, you know, hard money lenders, and asking if they wanted to do some sort of deal together and partnership or whatever you want to call it and uh, and help in the in the group and also us be able to generate revenue from that. And uh, called me back the next day and said, hey, instead of, um, you know, having this partnership, why don't we just launch a new business and have you as a partner? And I said, of course, let's do that. And uh, and so out of what was just looking for a local, you know, partnership became a, a business that, you know, we see being able to do, you know, a, a, a big, a, a large amount of, of of uh, loans in a short period of time. So it's called bridge financial services. Uh, it's the, it's lending for the professional real estate investor. And we can not only uh, loan in Kansas city, but we can loan literally nationwide. So it's new construction, fix and flip commercial resident, uh, you know, investor, residential gap lending uh, bridge loans. So it's, it's really cool. And um, I'm stoked to have that. And if, if anyone's interested in that, is there a website yet? Do they go to the Bridge Facebook page? There is a website, yep, bridgefinancialservices.com. Um, it's already up there. We're in beta. So um, anybody that's jumping in there now is literally just on the very front. Uh, so not not that we don't know what we're doing, but the the platform and the business is new. And so, but we've already had a couple of loans that are in process there and we're excited to have um, you know more people jump in and, and uh, join. But yeah, we're... I'm super pumped about it. Love it, love it. And so let's finish up on that book. You said you wrote this book this year, The No Quitters Guide. Have you got the have you got it by hand there that you can share with the screen so they know what they're looking yep. for? You got it right here. Awesome. And where uh, can they get this? Yep. So um they can get it Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Target. Um, you can buy anywhere books are sold. Um and uh what's yeah. it about? Let's dive in a little bit, kind of. What is, is it a story? Is it a blueprint on how to invest? What is it that you created there? Yeah. So I, w- I wanted to write a book that wasn't just real estate 101. It wasn't just a raw, raw story, which, you know, um, is great, but I, I wanted it to go from beginning, like the thought of if, if only I could blank and 
you know, I'm stuck in my nine to five or I'm, I'm frustrated that I haven't created whatever, or I haven't done my first deal or I haven't built a million dollar portfolio, whatever it is. And so I, I take, take you through uh, that concept and then building a vision and then what I considered real estate done wrong. Like what's this hustle and grind mentality? What, you know, let's do it together. Let's find ways that we're serving each other and then um, real estate done right. And, and then going through like um, a lot of stuff we've talked about, honestly. So like it's real estate 101, then it's talking about um, the go-giver mentality and, and um, uh, taking imperfect action. And then going through like setting yourselves up to actually, I think a lot of times we're afraid to be successful. And so how do we prepare ourselves for what that looks like and what do we want it to be? And so I, I go through that whole process. So in the end, it's like, not only can we make a bunch of, much, bunch of money in real estate, which we can, of course, but what do we actually want life to look like? And so that was my intention with the book. Uh, to help serve all those things. Is there plans for any more books in the future or are you want to? Yeah, <laughs> I, I love writing and I love the process and um, I definitely would like to write more. I have intention to write more. Um, so I think as some more of the things get rolling, like the, the, the group uh, and the coaching and you know, taking on more students, uh, I, I look forward to writing more about, you know, students and, and success and in and, and that way too, like not just about my stuff, but who are other people that have been successful and, and how can we show different paths uh, for, for being successful? Awesome. And to wrap us up then, cause you've dropped a lot of books. So give me a couple of the books that you recommend everyone reads or podcasts kind of finish us up with some recommendations there. Ooh, yeah. I dropped oh, a bunch from your book, of course. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I, so never split the difference, I think is one of the most brilliant sales. Um, if you haven't read that book, you are doing yourself a disservice. It is brilliant. Um, if you are just trying to get into real estate investing beyond, you know, my book, there's a bunch of other ones. Brandon Turner has the book low, low and no money down. Um, there's the, um, Gary Keller, millionaire real estate investor, millionaire real estate agent, which are both awesome. And um, as I'm working on the group, um, this Alex Ramosi book is just absolutely outrageous, $100 million offer. And his tagline, how to make offers so good, people feel stupid saying no. And um, this book is just an absolute beast. And I love how he has it because it's, I don't know if you can tell how big it is from my, from my computer screen, but there's my oh. book, there's his book. Um, so it's, it's like the size of a kind of like a um, textbook. textbook or yeah, workbook or whatever. And so uh, it's just, Alex has multiple like monster businesses and um, he's just brilliant with communicating how to, how to create value and, and also um, build a great sales business. So really enjoyed that book. Awesome. Nathan, I appreciate it. I know obviously you've got a lot of things going on today, so I want to make sure I respect your time. Um, thanks for everyone joining.